Well, hello. Welcome to Midlife State of Mind, the show for that middle section of your life, the one that comes after you've raised yourself, your kids, and the rim on your rose-colored glasses. I'm your host, Erin Beadle. And I'm your host, Alicia Jessness, and we're so excited for you to join us as we talk about all the weird and wonderful ways things change as you navigate midlife, the state of mind, that is. Hello, hello. How are you? (laughs) I feel like it's been a birthday. Oh my God, so much has happened. It's been crazy. Welcome back to our listeners. Welcome back to you. Yes, thank you. I know. Of the speaking people. It's been a hot minute or five months. (laughs) Oh um, my God. We've had a lot going on. We originally planned, what, a month off at Christmas? Right. We were supposed to come back in February and then I got super sick. And then Aaron had surgery, and then, man, that was just an adventure. And so we've, <laughs> we've we'll, 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 we're going to talk about that today. We uh, are going to talk about that today. We want to hear from you guys, though. Um, we have missed you, and so um, all of our socials are active again. We were not sure how long this hiatus was going to be. And we loved. Let me just mention. Um, some people reached out, and we're like, "Where are y'all? Where's another episode?" And I'm like. It's a it's a marriage made in heaven. It is. We're so grateful for every single listener. Yes. And um, but our socials are back up and we, we definitely want to hear from you. You can find us on all platforms, Midlife State of Mind Podcast. And um, yeah, we're just gonna get right into it today, you yeah. guys. We're gonna talk about thyroid disorders and kind of what that looks like in midlife. I think it's a problem a lot of people have. Aaron has done of course, Erin has done I'm it. the researcher. She has done a ton well, of Well, you are. Research. You're a researcher, too. I'm a researcher, too. But usually for the show, Erin does research. And she's done tons of research. So um, Even not just for the show, but just for my own health. Just, you know. She researches things like how bodies develop. And our faces have two actual halves before you're born. <laughs> we were just discussing that. Yes. Everyone has a high side to their face. And everyone has a low side to their face. FYI. Check your face. Take a pic compare your right side and 90% of people is higher no excuse me your left side is higher your right side is lower so and but they don't know, know why I want to know if you knew that if yes. you knew that like post on our pages and t- <laughs> yeah put, put like that. put left or right um and that way we know like which side of your face is high. if you're in the minor 10% we're going to be like so amazed blown away yeah. um all right so let's get into this so let me just give like a quick summary so I got sick, and that put us off for several weeks. Um, but really, the the main reason we had to take a break is because Aaron had thyroid surgery and lost my voice for eight weeks. Lost, did her not voice even know that was an even entirely like, like I didn't even know that was a possibility. So tell us about that. Like first of all, yeah. like how was the issue first discovered? Okay. So let me just go back a little bit. Um, I have a complex medical history. We won't get into all of it, but I have MS. Um, Shout out to any any of our MS listeners with MS. Um, That's been a 22 years ago diagnosis. So one of the big things with MS is fatigue. 
But I knew that, and my mom would always say, you're not tired because you have MS, you're tired because you have three boys, you know, when my kids were growing up. Of course. I mean, I was always tired and I only had one boy. Yeah. So, well, boys are tiring. Um, They're busy and um, just kids in general. I mean, like (laughs) whatever gender child you have, whatever, you know, however many you have. Y'all, parenting is hard. It's, we've talked about that. Yes, it's exhausting. We could, we'll talk about it again numerous times because it's central to who both of us are. It's like at the core of us. Um, but I had noticed that I was having more fatigue. I was having, you know, just like with MS also, you don't get good sleep. So is that why I'm tired? I mean, I work out every day to try to help. But, um, last March I woke up, went to bed. Fine. Mm -hmm. Like no lie. Mm -hmm. Um, at some point during the night when I woke up, I had like a neck ache in the back. That's odd because your thyroid's in the front. It is. Yeah. Okay. But woke up the next morning and Mm -hmm. even at the time Hayden was like 17 Mm -hmm. came downstairs the right side of my throat was so swollen and Hayden was even like mom what's wrong with your neck I'm like so like okay wait now so was it swollen like where your glands are yeah no 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 the front of the neck but you know I was thinking like well maybe it's drain it like drainage like like sinuses or lymph fluid Mm -hmm. I you know like and I I which is pretty common my neck hurt Mm mm-hmm it hurt to swallow, but it wasn't a hurt like a sore throat hurt. It mm-hmm. was like more like the whole neck hurt. It mm-hmm. wasn't the throat, I guess. When I would swallow, it was very painful to swallow. So more like an outside of your neck than Well, an it was inside? like that, not the throat, but like out from to mm-hmm. the, like from going out from the throat to the neck. Mm-hmm. It was just like really painful to swallow, but not like raw, like when you get like. More like muscular. Yeah. Yeah. It was almost like, oh, like I had to brace myself. Mm-hmm. I've had strep once, so I'm like, well, maybe I have strep. And this this right here, uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, but mostly ladies, this is why we're talking about this because the way that this manifested, I was so blown away that yeah, it didn't the seem like just it it just seemed like a basic. Anyway, go, go yeah. ahead. So I was like, I either have COVID. Mm-hmm. Or I have strep. Mm-hmm. So I just took myself up to the little, you know, minute clinic up mm-hmm. at the CVS. And she did a thyroid, excuse me, she did a strep test and a COVID test. Both came out negative. Mm-hmm. But she's like, I think this is your thyroid. I think you have thyroiditis. It's otherwise known as a goiter, which let's just go ahead and agree. That is the worst word ever. <laughs> like I have a very <laughs> visceral reaction to the word goiter because it just it's reminds me of like an old lady with a goiter. I don't know why. I prefer to call it thyroiditis. Okay. Now let me ask you this. So is, does goiter only reply, I mean, not reply, only apply to like a cyst on the y- thyroid? Yes. It, it applies to like a. It's a swelling of the thyroid. Um, okay. Okay. Which, like, I just prefer the term thyroiditis and inflamed thyroid. Okay. We're going to go with that. Yeah. Because goiter to me, I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of similar. It's like in that same camp as gout. I don't like the word gout. I understand um, that. Because that just reminds me of an old man who drinks too much and eats too much like salami. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> and his feet swell. A lot of people don't like the word moist. So yeah, well, moist is only appropriate for cake. <laughs> like you want a moist cake, right? You do want a moist cake. You don't want moist armpits. Anyhow, yes. all right. Okay. So yes. Thyroiditis. So, so she's like, I think you have a thyroid um, issue. I think it's your thyroid is swollen or whatever. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what? Like how? So you had never had any issues. Okay, with I your- had had my thyroid levels checked. 
with fatigue. Right. I was always low normal. Okay. And I remember talking to you about that saying, Hey, you got to request these special tests. Cause yes. I had gone through. Well, something cause they'll do similar. like one, they'll do your TSH yeah. that, and, uh, and I'll it. talk about what that tells you. Yeah. Um, but they're always like, Oh, you're within normal range. But I was like, let's just say the numbers 2.0 to 4.7. Mine was 2.0. Right. Okay. So you know. you're you're at the very bottom of the yes spectrum. of normal. Yeah. So low normal. Yeah. Or high normal. Right. For TSH. Okay. So you know, but they never like, but you know, no, I have great doctors. I'm very particular about my doctors, which we'll talk a little bit about one of them who he and I like majorly butted head heads during this process. I was like, I will never be back to see you. Like you're right. getting a bad Yelp review. Right. <laughs> right. Um, but, um, you know, they're like, oh, does not know his like, ass from his elbow. Yeah. Well, yeah. he has bedside manner. Um, you know, like you're getting older, mm-hmm. you know, like you're so three years ago, I started gaining weight. I've always been 130 pounds, never had to really diet. Right. You know, had babies, of course, Bounce you know, right back. Mm, you know, somewhat, but I yeah. mean, I eat a fairly clean diet. I work out, right. but I started putting on pounds before COVID. It was not COVID weight. Everybody's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, no, I was like cooking at home all the time then. So I was actually even, even probably healthier. Oh, of course. Yeah. So the weight was just creeping on. Right. It was like, you know. Five pounds and 10 pounds. Yeah. 20 pounds. And that just was very unusual for you. I remember. And I'm like, why am yeah. I gaining weight? And my boobs got ginormous, FYI. Right. I mean, I was like, holy cow, like these things are like, like nursing boobs. You know? I mean, I could use a little of that, but, uh, I don't want to put on weight for it, but yeah, no. <laughs> you're like, no. And so, and so she sent me, she's like, I want you to go to the ENT. Right. Okay. So I actually had already gone to the ENT. The so just in case anybody does not know what that is, that is ear, ear nose, nose and throat. throat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's a specialist. So I was able to get in within like this was a Wednesday, I was able to get on a Friday. So I go in and um, I had already had a had seen this doctor. Not, Can we not pause this, right there? Sure. All right. So the fact that you, sh- this happened on Wednesday and you were able to get on Friday, I just want to point out how unusual that is yeah. in a lot of cases. So that's, um, you, you're lucky that you were able to get in Very. to see him. Yeah. So I had seen this pr- physician because um, anyways, I'd had an MRI for my MS right before COVID showed a very blocked, like compacted sinus um, infection that, I mean, I knew I'd had because I have sinus issues. Right. So I had to go to the ENT right before COVID. Um, so this is a year later uh, into the second, you know, 2021. And um, so I, I was able to call, they got me in super quick. Like um, they may have even worked me in. I mean, it was just right. like, you can come at Friday at eleven seventeen. You know, I'm like, I'll be there. Right. Um, So I go and he, and get this in February, I had gone for my GYN checkup, my yearly, she had done, you know, they'll, they'll come behind you and they'll check your neck. Yeah. No swelling in my thyroid. Okay. So that was, this was like the beginning of February of 2021. And then this was March 22nd when I woke up. So a month later, basically. Right. Right. And he's like, yeah, you have a big nodule. I can feel a big nodule, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, and you had recently been tested and everything came back at, you know, low It had normal. been like a year, you know, before when okay. I had had the okay. test, you know, okay. when I was like starting to, like a year into the weight gain, I was like, what's going on? And they're like, gotcha. like maybe I have a thyroid issue. And, you know, they're like, no, you're, you're just going through menopause. You're going through the change, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, 
uh, okay, like I'm not, you know, my doctor's like, well, maybe are you eating more? No. Are you exercising much? I go to the gym every day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what's ch- stress? No. Like, you know, they just want to make it like, oh, your metabolism's slowing down because you're getting older. And we're going to talk about that over the course of several episodes, just yes. how um, oftentimes in healthcare, when women present symptoms that are fairly obvious, those symptoms are ignored, whereas yes. when men present symptoms that even are less obvious, um, you know, treatment treatment avenues open up much quicker. It's just there's a huge disparity there. It's Absolutely. I've always said if anything were to get me into politics, it would be it would be that. Just, yes. Anyway. It, men, if men had ovaries or yeah. vaginas. The problems that we have, the challenges, challenges that we have as women. Think about how many medications there are I mean Viagra is the most known but like for erectile for erect- dysfunction yeah and yeah. It, but if they had the challenges that we had I mean there would be solutions to these problems yes. and and I love men I have three boys oh, yeah. you have a son yeah. I have a great husband yeah you have a great partner we aren't dogging men no we love men it's um, it's, it's just it's m- the patriarchal care. system I it's, think it's insane it's just bananas how different it really is mm-hmm. all right so we'll we'll say okay that soapbox for so it. he's like yeah. I want you to get an ultrasound mm-hmm. so the next week I got an ultrasound and they're like well there's debris there's a cyst with mm-hmm. fluid and debris which sounds like something washed up on the shore right you know right so I yeah I would think like okay so you have like a growth and then there's some scattered almost like it's trash or shri- yeah it's spread <laughs> out like, debris I'm like define debris but she's like it's probably nothing, you know, mm-hmm. so he read it and he's like, I want you to have a biopsy. Mm-hmm. So I went and had a fine needle biopsy, mm-hmm. um, which I took some value for that because I was like, I've had breast biopsies <laughs> and it was not bad at all. It's he did it. It's a guided with an though. ultrasound. Yeah. And he was so, this radiologist, he's an interventional radiologist, which just does like things like, like biopsies. Mm-hmm. He was like, so reassuring. He was so kind. He because he knew I was nervous. And because mm-hmm. I always am like good. I have a good gut feeling about things. And I knew that this was not good. Right. But I mean, I wasn't like. Super worried. Super worried. But I mean, I was like, eh, I need, I think something. And I was like, maybe this is the answer to like my, what's been going on. Right. With my weight gain, with right. my fatigue. and. But he's like, I see this all the time. Most of the time it's nothing. He was just very kind, gentle. It was great. So they do. Uh, they when they take the flu, they took the fluid out of the cyst. Right. Okay. And but by then, so this say my thyroid. I know the day, which because I'm weird. It was a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. By like Monday, the swelling had gone. Even actually by the weekend, the swelling had gone down. Like you couldn't even see. Anymore. So I wonder if it was because of the puncture. No, this is before. This okay. is even before the ultrasound. Okay. Oh. It was just like the the swelling. It was like two days. All right, Swelled. now, did you do that um, that voodoo visual visualization thing yes, that you do? Yes, I always do that with everything. I'm okay. Like, my thyroid will behave, my hormones. So I do it all the time with everything. Honestly, you guys, it, she Erin's a guru. It's, it's incredible, <laughs> no. the stories that she has and how she has healed her own body with visual. We, we, maybe we should do an episode on that. Yeah, we'll talk about visualization because yeah. it's powerful. Um, but so they do slides where they look at under a slide and they mm-hmm. have this, um, it's called a Bethesda scale, like one to six. Mine was a three, which is like right in the middle, like suspicious, but like we can't. Don't be suspicious. Yeah, yeah. Don't be exactly. Suspicious. <laughs> 
So I'm like, okay, I'm a three out of six. You know, I'd rather be a one, but because the one is better. Right. So then, but then they do, it's called um, a firm. Um, it doesn't matter, but it's a DNA sequencing. What is, yeah. They actually, that took longer. That took a couple weeks. They send it off. It goes to a special lab. And but they, what is that? So they take it. I, I, I don't know enough, like, but it like basically looks at the DNA, at the DNA level. Okay. Okay. And they're like 50% chance cancer. So I'm like, oh. so this was by May. I got those results. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, my youngest, it was his last summer home from college. We were actually, I got the, the results right as we were heading to, um, to Glacier National Park mm-hmm. you know we were going for a vacation and I just was like okay so but he said I want you to see the, the thyroid surgeon that's in their practice that's what she does okay right so I made an appointment with her and I just explained that when I got back from vacation and she I just said you know my youngest son it's his last summer home I just want to like you know not be can we wait is, yeah. is this something and that she said absolutely like yeah. she's like let's just like let you just kind of get through the summer, get him in college and see how you, you know, what, like, see what happens and we'll recheck it. So October of last year, I had Mm -hmm. another ultrasound and she said, in the meantime, I was doing just a shit ton of research. I mean, that's actual, that's an actual legitimate type of research. It's a measurement. It's a legit measurement. Yeah. 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 So I was like, and I did a thyroid protocol with a lady online it's called sexy lady balls (laughs) okay so we're gonna pause right there and I'm gonna interject with my tiny thyroid story so all through this was the time that Aaron and I had first started to concept yes and then record and then release and market the show I was also having some issues that we thought well it's, it wasn't a we it was I was talking to Aaron about the care I was getting and she encouraged me to get my thyroid checked and to ask for some deeper testing which I did and it turned out I did have some major thyroid issues um, not quite as major but the point is that which is not a normal functioning thyroid right not a normal functioning thyroid but the 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 point I'm making with this interjection is more toward if you think there is a problem with your body and we're going to talk about this heavy in the next episode um, concerning yes, like digestive you. issues. Yes. But if you have a concern with your body and you go to a physician and the physician ignores your concerns, find a new physician full stop. Yes. Because we're going to see that. We're going to talk Aaron's about story. my. Um, yeah. Yes. So I, um, in the meantime, last August, before I had the second ultrasound. Mm-hmm. Um, I got an, it took from May to the end of August. I got in with an endocrinologist that they recommended. Okay? So again, May, June, July, August, that's yeah, four, four months. full months for her to get an appointment. That's yes. where we are. With so an endocrinologist system. is a hormone doctor. Mm-hmm. They mainly deal with, um, they, if you're familiar with diabetes, they manage mm-hmm. diabetes, um, but they manage thyroid. They don't usually do female hormones though, mm-hmm. which is shocking to me. Cause I'm like, isn't that a hormone? Right. But um, <laughs> so I go and see him. He, you know, was recommended. Um, and he, I said, here's what has been going on. Mm-hmm. Here's what, you know, the weight gain. He's like, well, I mean, you're in, 
menopause, you know, you're going through probably perimenopause or whatever. Midlife. You're, you're um, in midlife. You know, your metabolism is slowing down. I said, well, you know, I just was reading a study that says that actually your, your metabolism doesn't really start to slow down until your 70s, not in your 50s. That's a misconception. And he's like, well, I caution you to get your medical advice off of Google. Oh, yeah. This guy was a real piece of work. He was young. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't name him. But, um, and I'm like, here's what I want. I want you to test my thyroid, a full panel. I want you to test my sex Mm -hmm. hormones. He's like, well, I don't really um, need to test your sex hormones. I'm like, I want my estradiol, which he didn't end up doing. Somehow it got overlooked. I want my Mm -hmm. progesterone checked. I want my testosterone checked. I want, you know, and he's like, well, you need to go to your, your GYN. And I'm like, I just saw in February, I'm here. Can't you order it? Like, that's the thing is everyone wants to pass the buck. It's a real issue. They want to send you to another specialist and another specialist because that means then that they're not responsible for the care. Yes. That's what I was going to say. He didn't want to manage it. And I said, well, listen, I'm here today. Is it not within the, the like scope of your practice practice to say like, these are hormones. Let's just check them. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he checked all my hormones again. And of course they're low normal Mm -hmm. or they're, at the low or high end of normal, okay, because mm-hmm. TSH. But um, and he sends me a message, you know, like I told you they would be normal. Basically, is kind of what he said. And this guy was a jerk. Totally, I was like, I will never be back. Um, I'm crossing you off my list. And then when I tried to listen to this, this is how. So we're in the Wellstar Health Care System up in mm-hmm. Atlanta. And then, like, when I tried to get an appointment with another endocrinologist, she's like, oh, well, you're Dr. P's patient. I'm like, no, I'm not. I will never see that man again. They don't want to see me. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not his patient. Right. I will never see him again. I hate him. He hates me. He literally was, like, wanting me to get out of his office. I mean, he had no patience for me. He didn't like that I questioned him. He didn't like, because I'm like, well, like, you know, just asking normal questions. I wasn't even belligerent. But he was getting belligerent with me. So, anyhow. Well, I can't even imagine you getting belligerent. I mean, you're firm. but like, Yeah, I was just like, this is what I want you to do. Uh, can we can we please test these things so that, not so that I have a pocket full of information, but that so that we can rule out possible yes. causes of disease, problems, future problems, etc. And any medical professional should be on board with that. It's well, and preventative like I told him, listen, as, a, as opposed to reactive. I've... I am my, I'm like, I am my own best advocate. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I have had health issues since I was six, born with a congenital heart defect, had it fixed. I have had numerous things. Maybe one day we'll go through my whole medical history because you guys will be blown away. Um, Because everybody that says, they're like, you look so healthy. I'm like, I am. But I've had a lot of like congenital things that have been very weird. And so I'm like, I'm never the normal. Like if there's like, you know, 90% of, 98% of people are going to do this. I'm always in the 2%. It's never, it's right. And I'll, it's going to play into my thyroid or my surgery. So, okay. So we know that like thyroid swell, um, due to activity, like tell me, like, let's, let's yeah, let me tell you a little bit about thyroid. So the thyroid is an endocrine. Um, it's an, it's part of your endocrine system. It's an endocrine gland and it basically your thyroid makes two hormones, T3 and T4. And your body has to have those hormones for every cell to work, okay? If you don't have a functioning thyroid, it can be death. It can be fatigue. It can be 
intolerance to cold, intolerance to hot. It can be heart palpitations. It can be headaches, digestive issues. Your thyroid controls everything. But your thyroid is is the master gland is your pituitary gland in your brain Mm -hmm. that produces the substance called TSH, thyroid stimulating hormone. Mm -hmm. Okay. When your body is saying, like, I'm not getting enough T3 and enough T4, your pituitary sends out that TSH to try to stimulate your thyroid and your gland. It's a big butterfly gland in your neck. Mm -hmm. Okay. When, so your TSH is like, basically like the gas, you know, for the thyroid to produce the T3 and the T4, which your body needs. Okay. So sometimes, so my TSH was always high because it's saying, oh, your pituitary is producing a lot of TSH because your thyroid isn't keeping up making, it's having to. It's basically like revving the engine of a car, but the car is sitting still. Is in park. Right. The car's in park, but the engine is like, you know, RPMs are like 5,000. Right. So in my T3-4, T3 and T3-4 were always like borderline, like on the low end, right? right. So it's it's opposite signals. It's sending yes. opposite signals to, you know, on test results. Right. So, but they're like, well, you're high normal TSH, you're high low or you're low normal T3, T4. They, you know. Which that should have been a warning because they no, should they're be. they're just like, oh, like, you know. And that's one of the biggest takeaways I'm going to just go ahead and say is you need to advocate for yourself and you need a doctor who will listen to you based on symptoms because it isn't always blood work. Okay. So you have these hormones, right. And, um, that you're the T3, T4 and they're, they go into your bloodstream. Um, they go into all the tissues and the, the, it, I won't get too technical, but your T3 is actually converted to T3. Excuse me. Your T4 is converted to T3. And then that turns into like T3 free. There's this whole, it's, you know, your potty. It's a process. It's, it's a very complicated chemical process. It's, it's, um, it's crazy. So the T4 gets converted to T3, which is actually what your body uses in the metabolism of their cells. So yes, I had a metabolism issue. I was gaining weight because I wasn't having... Because your thyroid's not functioning properly. Exactly. And I think that is overlooked so much. Women, especially if you... So Erin is is naturally thin. Like she said, she's always been, um, you know, relatively health healthily thin. Not yeah. Of, yeah. I mean, I was kind of very scary skinny as a kid, but, you know... As My mom said us, you know. But uh, but if you're even slightly overweight, and that's the experience that I have had, um, you know, since I was 35-ish, thir- yeah, 36, 7-ish, um, is if you go into a doctor's office and you're even slightly overweight, they assume that all your problems are related to your weight, not yeah. that your weight gain is and from this is tying else. into what you're talking about, that your weight gain was actually caused by malfunctions with other things in your body, such as the thyroid. Or they just think you're eating too much. Right. They think you're not eating, you're not exercising, you're not sleeping, you're not eating properly. They think that your weight gain is the problem and that you caused it by not making the right choices. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that never happens. I'm sure that happens with a lot of people, but... The point is that when you go into your doctor's office, if you're expressing concern about something and they are leading you, um, I had an experience, and I'll talk about that in the IBS-ABS episode, but um, 
where a doctor suggested bariatric surgery and I wasn't even 100 pounds overweight. So Well, you didn't even go there for that. And I didn't go there for that. So where when you know that something is off with your body, we're we're the we know what's going on inside our bodies. We we're the ones that live in our body. Right. So advocate I, we just can't I can't stress that enough. No, we are not medical professionals. No. We are not giving medical advice. We are advising you to advocate for yourself in the situation where and if you don't like a doctor change find a new find a doctor there's Mm -hmm. tons of doctors I mean I guess unless you live in a really small town but right I mean you you know you definitely have to to take control right and you just don't like go with what the doctor says right so she so Aaron went into the doctor and said hey I think there's a problem causing my weight gain and the doctor's like, no, you're fine. So continue yeah. on. So then I, in October, I had another ultrasound and she says, it still looks suspicious. Mm-hmm. Let's plan to move forward. Um, and then, but then I had started real estate school and I had a quarantine. So I had it done January 26th. I wanted to get through the holidays, get right. finished so taking vacation, my test. Summer vacation, yeah. all of that, real estate school. And then, so finally January. Scheduled and so, you know, you go to the doctor, mm-hmm. um, to sign all the paperwork, you know, the pre-op. Right. Of course, you know, the biggest one is death. Right, right. You know, and so I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to die. You know, then it's like kidney disease because if they damage your parathyroid, you know. So, mm-hmm. but never on there was it, like, mentioned that I could lose my voice. You know, right. other, I was getting intubated. Right. So, you know, when you get intubated that your throat You're gonna is be a little hoarse after. Hoarse. Mm-hmm. So, um, have my surgery, come home. Mm-hmm. and like no voice, but my mom is a nurse. Mm-hmm. She had come up from my surgery. We're thinking it's because I was intubated. Right. Like so, it'll, it'll pass in a couple days. Yes. No voice, no voice, no voice. Five days later, 10 days later, two weeks Five days later, later I go to the back for a checkup, <laughs> yep. and yep. she's like, oh, you don't have a voice. I'm like, mm-hmm. no. Um, And she scopes me, mm-hmm. and my right vocal cord is paralyzed it happens in one percent of people so remember how she said if there's a 98 percent or 99 percent to she's in the what that's what happens yeah so she don't take me to vegas people because like yeah. it, i don't know if i'm good <laughs> luck or bad luck <laughs> i haven't i haven't determined that yet. so vocal paralyzation happens in one percent of people who have this surgery and yep, it happened, happened to, to me mm-hmm. but good news is um it was not cancer but then also when she called and left me a message the next day I was sleeping great news it's benign then I'm like are you freaking kidding me I had my thought and now I don't have a voice for nothing that was actually kind of a bummer (laughs) not saying I mean now that I have a voice again I'm super grateful that I had it out and that it wasn't because it would have been hanging over my head I've had breast cancer in 2014 you know it was not something I wanted to play around with But I was also like, oh, that's what he told me. So when I went to the doctor in August, he goes, you have thyroid cancer. And I said, well, no, I have a 50% chance of thyroid. That's thyroid cancer. You need to get your thyroid out. And I said, well, I'm just not in a hurry to just get like pieces of my body cut out. So like I'm managing that with my surgeon. Like she is happy. She is absolutely fine with me waiting. She's absolutely fine with us just monitoring, you know. Right. And she was happy if I didn't have surgery and wanted to monitor it. The only, the reason why I decided to get surgery is because I would have had to have ultrasounds every six months and Mm -hmm. biopsies every six months. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, you know, I just don't want to have to do that for the rest of my life. Right. The rest of your life is a long time. 
getting a needle stuck in my neck, right. waiting for the results. So you had you did not have a full thyroidectomy. So you- they just took the right side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so sometimes, well, what she said is my thyroid was stuck to my vocal cord. Mm-hmm. So she did not, she was like, I did not cut it. I swear I didn't injure it. But it just, it, the nerves, you know, if anybody's ever had nerve pain or nerve issues, mm-hmm. nerves are so cranky. You they are. mess with a nerve and it'll be like, I'm taking eight weeks off. Yeah. And that's what happened. And I won't be to work. That's right. So don't call me. Don't ask me to do Zoom calls. That's right. Don't ask me to check in. Don't ask me to check email. Don't ask me to record a podcast. I'm, <laughs> I, and I, needless to say, my entire life is my voice. I teach yoga. Right. I just got my real estate license, which, right. you know, trying to sell a house when you're like. <laughs> right. You have an online business. Yes. That requires you to. Do some videos. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the podcast, which right. I absolutely love. So we can't do any of those things without a voice. No. Right. And Alicia was probably a little panicked. Um, I mean, no, to be honest, I, at first I was like, shit, like we, we've delayed and now we have to delay again. And then, oh wait, we have to delay again. And then Aaron's voice isn't coming back. Well, But, but my thought was, I I even told you from the very first time, like, I I think we just need to give it some time. Yeah. I I had full confidence she would recover. And I had read up on it, too, because I knew how worried she was. So I did some research, too. And And they say 65% of people regain their voice within six months, you know. Yeah. And so I said, even if we have to, you know, go full year, then that's what happens. We'll just wait it out. And we But I wasn't. I was very She was not. Well, then she put me on high-dose steroids, which I've never (laughs) taken steroids. And steroids are supposed to, she's like, you're going to have a lot of energy. You're probably going to be hungry and you might be like right. a little bit angry. I was sleepy. I had no appetite and I cried. So again, the 1%. Yes. So yeah. everything that you could have with, you know, steroids, I had the complete opposite. I was, but I think I was weepy too. Cause I was just like, oh my God, my voice, you know, and it was so tiring. Let me just tell you people, if you have not had a, um, like a paralyzed vocal cord when you when when you when, okay just really briefly your two vocal cords when you talk they come together mm-hmm. okay That's so they're right. apart they come together the, the air vibrates past it mm-hmm. well when one doesn't close so that the left one was coming to the midline the right one was staying where it was all your air escapes so I would literally see stars if I tried to talk for more than like two words my fingers would get numb my, t- my toes would get numb. My head would start spinning. So, and then when I didn't have a voice, like, I was so unbelievably tired. Like, literally, I well, was... you're exerting yourself. And, oh, my God. And it's like a workout. It's like an oxygen depletion every time you even just try I was to like say climbing um, yeah. Mount Everest yeah. every day and not getting oxygen. I was like... That was one of the things that I read. It's like you're... I was hypoxic or Mm -hmm. I I was like I am not getting enough oxygen and I'm like oh my gosh like this it's a heavy exertion of energy it's like Mm -hmm. so awful so got on high dose steroids it still didn't help started vocal therapy and crazily enough did a vocal therapy um, on like a Thursday just a um, like a consultation she did all these tests you know Mm -hmm. like okay you're supposed to be able to do this noise for 16 seconds. I was doing it for four. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was when it was starting to like get a little Barely. bit. I was compensating. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden I went to bed on a Saturday night, woke up on a Sunday 
like went to go let my dogs out and you know I, I <laughs> so I have a deaf and blind dog um, she's old she's 14 and so I had a empty gallon of water gallon jug that I would use and beat on the door like the door frame to call her in because she's deaf because I couldn't call her right but that day when I talked I wasn't getting winded so I was like oh my gosh so then it just like it was like overnight it just came back my voice I have a voice oh my gosh still I went back a couple weeks ago and the right vocal cord is still like um lazy Mm-hmm. But she's like, I think it'll just keep getting better, you know, like, and she. Yeah, you may be a little, a little hoarse, a little, your voice seems a little tired. Yeah, a little heavy. It tires easier. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, just compared to even three weeks ago, it's like, yeah. it's, it's night it's, and day. It's amazing. It's night and day. It's like having, it's, it's like having long-term, you know, semi-permanent laryngitis. And uh, if you've ever had that and tried to talk. Well, that's why everybody was like, oh, you have laryngitis. I'm like, no, I don't. No. All right, so okay, how- let me talk to you about. So there's two things with thyroid. Okay, okay. One is hypothyroid, mm-hmm. which is underactive, and you don't have enough of the T um, four mm-hmm. to turn into T three. And usually with hypothyroid, is when hypo is the most common in women over forty, and it's usually then your TSH is high, Mm -hmm. right? Then there is hyperthyroidism, which is an overactive, and you have too much T4. Mm -hmm. And that is actually then just as dangerous. You can get thyroid eye disease, the bulging eyes. Mm -hmm. You can get super um, lots of weight loss. Yeah, one thing I learned about that kind of thyroiditis is that um, it can cause your body to not be able to absorb nutrients yes. properly. And so that is what causes the the dramatic weight loss, which is yes. like an unhealthy level of weight loss. Yeah. Yes, and it can make like anxiety mm-hmm. can manifest in hyper mainly hyperthyroidism, but mm-hmm. maybe even sometimes hypothyroidism. Um, heart palpitations, again, with hyperthyroidism. Mm-hmm. So the only thing that they can do for hyperthyroidism is they have to take your thyroid out completely, and they have to put you on a, 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 a synthetic, synthetic thyroid mm-hmm. supplement because, um, like, they can't block the thyroid, like the TSH, I guess, to make it not... Produce. Yeah, so one of my friends, she had to have her whole thyroid out. Mm-hmm. And um, so she will be on thyroid medication her whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- thyroid disorders, although hypothyroidism is the most common, o- women over 40, it affects like at least 1 in 10. Sometimes even like there's, mm-hmm. I've saw different statistics, but a minimum of 10% of women, which. So that's pretty common. I mean, 10% isn't super high, like 50 or 60%, but 10% means one out of every 10 women that you know probably suffers with this Yes, and it's very, starting in the 40s, um, they think some of it is linked to um, diet, Mm -hmm. which I'll talk about and how things that I did when I started doing that thyroid protocol. Um, so just in telling your story and then my little interjection with my story, um, I, I think it's safe to say that it is definitely underdiagnosed. Oh, it is. Yeah. It is something that. When it's might... an autoimmune, which right. I have autoimmune, it's because, mm-hmm. um, and so, um, you know, usually if you have one autoimmune, mm-hmm. you, you have, have another several. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it so it's underdiagnosed, it yes. ha, but is happening in ten percent of women. Well, it's um, diagnosed in ten percent. 
Uh, I know, right. So, so it's, it's underdiagnosed. Right. So it so could be affecting 30% of women. We don't know because it's underdiagnosed. Right. And I think the like one, one of the most important takeaways from this episode is that it could be missed in regular blood work that you really yeah. should go in if you suspect that you might have any of the symptoms. You need symptoms. a full panel. You need a full thyroid panel and you have to ask for it because most primary care physicians. They'll do your TSA. They will not do it. They will not do an extended um, thyroid panel. So you right. have to ask for it. you got to go in. And again, advocate for yourself. And you have to say like, in, in, so I just went to a new endocrinologist about three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And my numbers had changed a little from last August. My TSH was a little higher. My T3, T4 were a little bit lower. They're still like normal, mm-hmm. so-called. But she's like, I think you're subclinical hypothyroidism, you know, hypothyroid. Right. So she put me on um like a synthroid, you know, mm-hmm. that, um, and I've actually noticed a big improvement in my energy level. Now I will say this last September, um, when I was doing a bunch of research because of the auto, I have MS autoimmune, right. Mm-hmm. Um, which I should have been gluten free for like the past 22 years, but you know, I like bread. Um, so, so sue me. Right. Um, but I was like, you know what? I just know, so one of the things that I read in my reading that I found out about hypothyroid specifically, I cannot say if it's the same with hyper, but is that gluten, well, for one thing, we all know the gut is like the gateway to your health, right? And it we're going to talk about that in, Ooh, with about, Alicia. We're going to do a whole and, episode um, on yeah. that. And, and I'll have some things to add in that episode as well. Um, but I've spent a, the last 22 years trying to heal my gut, you know, right. with MS and like your gut has so many more neurotransmitters than your brain even, you know, right. it's crazy. Um, so I just finally decided, you know what, I've got to cut out gluten. Right. You know, I just, I've got to make a clean break from it. I mean, I remember when you did it and I talked to you, it was like two weeks in with, I think was either the first or second time I came to Kennesaw mm-hmm. record. And, um, I mean, you just, it was just like, I was like, how's that going? And she just flat out was like, it's the best decision I ever made. Uh, it is. So <laughs> I had major like aches and pains. My elbow, I'd had a, I had um, tennis elbow mm-hmm. for about the past four years. You know, they kept like saying like, oh, it'll, it's self-limiting. It'll go away. Mm-hmm. No, my elbow has mm-hmm. stopped hurting my shoulder. I had, you know, like my shoulder, I could touch anywhere on my body almost and and be pain at the so, joint. And that's inflammation. She had inflammation. Absolutely. All around. I mean, her whole body. She yes. Was. And I just was like, so gluten, mm-hmm. because it is a toxin, your body does not really like, so it destroys the little villi, was it villi or whatever in your gut. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gives you leaky gut, but it also mimics your thyroid. So when your body is attacking the gluten, mm-hmm. sometimes it's like it, it because gluten and um, and your thyroid, I guess, are similar. Your body then attacks your thyroid. Correct. Because it's like, oh, it's it's a toxin as well, and so it's like we're gonna kill this, and so it starts attacking your thyroid, which is hypo thyroid um and maybe i'm not you know what that's interesting because i'm not sure if hyperthyroidism is an autoimmune i think it's not really autoimmune i think it's like it, for whatever reason it's just your pituitary is producing too much tsh right or not enough i'm sorry or your thyroid is producing too much t3 
T4, T3, and... And you guys could do your own research on that. Yeah. But, but basically, it's It's a, just not as common. Hyper is not as common. Right. Um, hypo is very, very, very common. And especially in women over 40. Absolutely. Yeah. And so my doctor was like, listen, my new doctor, who I love, um, she's like, I'm going to put you on a low dose. We'll see how you do. I go back in like two months, you know, but she's like, I'm not opposed to it because I, you know, based on your symptoms, that let's fatigue, be preventative. This yes. is, this is the key here. Let's be preventative. Let's start treating or adjusting diet or adjusting sleep or adjusting exercise or adjusting uh, exposure to sunlight. When she knows, let's I'm like, do listen, that before we have a problem as right. opposed to reactive to the problem. When she knows, I'm like, I work out every day. Mm-hmm. I do yoga. I do deep breathing. Right. I meditate. Right. I eat a healthy diet. I, you know, I don't, I have low stress levels in my life. I mean, I have my normal, you know, stress, but I mean, everybody's stressed out about something. Everybody's stressed, right? Right. I mean, you just like Ukraine, (laughs) you're stressed out about the Ukraine. It's the world we live in. Yeah. But I mean, I don't have any extraordinary stress and I actually really have spent, you know, the last 10 years since like finding yoga, you know, I really use that to help me manage my stress and it really does help. But she's like, let's just try it and see and it's made a big difference um you know so and I can say the same I started taking it about a year and a half ago um and I mean in the first four to five weeks it was like night and day I mean even in the first seven days I remember getting up you take it in the morning and just having a level of clarity. I mean, some of the other symptoms of having thyroid disease are, um, you know, like Aaron mentioned the fatigue and the weight gain, but it's also um, brain fog. Yes, brain fog. You lose interest in things. Yeah. Um, you it, slower gut, slow, so you have constipation. Yep, it, it affects your digestive system, and it can contribute, um, and oftentimes does contribute to if you already have an anxiety or depressive yes. nature. So if you have anxiety disorder or you have um, any form of depression or um, mood disorder, um, not having a properly functioning thyroid can really impact that in a negative way. And so I noticed that by being on the thyroid medication, it was also not just improving the things that are, you know, tagged for that medication, but it was also improving other problems that I have Mm -hmm. um, that are often kind of disassociated, even though they're listed as additional or coexisting Mm -hmm. symptoms doctors don't often talk about that the most often that you hear is the fatigue and weight gain that's what you hear most Mm -hmm. often um but it causes sleep disorders which lead to fatigue right and um but nobody I, I don't remember any of the doctors that I saw in my journey ever mentioning hey this could make your depression or anxiety worse right and so I think it's important to mention that because if you have noticed if you are over 40 and you've noticed like hey you already have a mood disorder you're aware of that and then now you're having weight gain fatigue brain fog you know push for that thyroid panel like go ahead and advocate when you're in the doctor's office and just say hey can we check this out because again it's underdiagnosed um and that, yeah I think 10 percent is like yeah. like just the tip of the iceberg it's just, like a big giant iceberg under the water that people right. don't know and I was gonna say and, and and you know just like my own personal I I you know I'm on several medications which I hate mm-hmm. it's always kind of like bug me oh I'm gonna have to take this for the rest of my life but mm-hmm. I had to you know like 
kind of reconcile myself to better living through chemistry. So like if exactly. you're, if you're bot- so whether it's thyroid, whether it's an antidepressant, whether it's, I take a, you know, a soda law beta pace for my heart cause I have AFib, which, you know, I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to be honest for the rest of my life. Um, you know, I take a medication for my MS, but it um, is, it's better living through chemistry. Yeah, we have I'm the like, ability to live better through yes. chemistry. We're not advocating for pharmaceuticals. A lot of the things, no, I think the pharmaceutical industry is a just, it's, it's a joke, but yeah, well, we're, what we just, are advocating for is better health through chemistry yes. supplements, natural supplements. Some of some are pharmaceutical supplements. I take quite a few pharmaceuticals to manage, um, you know, my health conditions. But you know, I, I think a lot of people do have. There is a stigma about medication. We're going to get into that heavy in the ADHD issue, um, but. You know, don't be afraid to ask your doctor about medications. Don't be afraid to advocate for yourself. Don't be able to push to have those panels done. And so I think sometimes too, and this is what the first doctor that I went to, the first endocrinologist, is they have such a like, like they don't like to be questioned, but like find a doctor who like, so my new endocrinologist, she's like, she listens. She was, she was, and she was fine with me questioning her. And they should be because, you know, there's a reason there is there is a division called medical science and there is a division called medical practice. Well, she called she told me it's a practice. It's a practice. You're practicing. She's like nothing is no body. No two bodies are the same. Exactly. Um, Every single person is unique. Yeah. Uniquely made. And so don't be afraid to ask questions. That's the biggest takeaway that I hope that everyone listening gets is that like I know as women sometimes we're like kind of more steered to be compliant and not like not make a big deal right but make a big deal make a big deal find a doctor yeah you only get one body in this life and so make sure that you're advocating for your health definitely so anything else you want to add no so that but y'all I'm just so we are so like glad to be back we've missed y'all we're so we we hope y'all missed us we (laughs) um you know a one month break turned into a five month break and but we're so glad that you guys stuck with us I know that um we we have just been blown away because every time we check Podbean we have new listeners we're still oh every day like I was like around the world we're like yeah so it's really exciting we're so thrilled um, about that so so we want y'all to find us Mm -hmm. on Facebook Midlife State of Mind podcast um on Instagram Instagram midlife state of mind at gmail.com midlife state of mind podcast at gmail.com you can email us everything is midlife state of mind podcast yeah and you can um send us topics that you want us to cover we have like a list of 52 topics um but we can always like we're all, we're always coming up with new ideas yeah, and straying from that and list. So, like, and we yes. want to know what you guys want us to talk about. We we are very interested in getting into kind of the deep and dirty, the things that people don't like to talk about, like yes. this, like having health issues. I think so many times as women, we kind of want to, you'll talk to your best friend about it, but we don't talk to each other about it out in the open. And not that you should tell everybody everything, but at the same time, um, that is why diseases like thyroid or um, underactive or overactive thyroid are underdiagnosed is because not enough people talk about the symptoms. Yeah. We're not well, advocating stigma for too about yeah. so much. And it's like, sometimes also we don't want to be like, we don't want to be sick. 
And we don't, and it's almost like, um, I don't want to burden anyone. Exactly. You know, we're caregivers most of the time. And we're expected to be that. So we're always the ones that put ourselves last. Yeah. Gotta put yourself first. So so. our next few episodes, we're, we're going to really dig into, um, some Some more health, some more health issues and specifically for women in our midlife state. Yeah. It's a great place to be, especially when you're informed. It is. So we love you. We are, um, we're glad to be back. And we'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye.